Greetings, Divine Spirit. Welcome to Deepen in the Divine Radio, and this is show number 14 on Friday, April 20th, 2018. And I can't wait. I uh, have our special guest, Miraflor Toniato, uh, waiting in the wings. I just want to make a couple quick announcements before we get started. Uh, and I'll, of course, do our weekly A Course in Miracles quote as well. Um, but for those of you that have been following the show and, and are on the newsletter, have known that I've been talking about my first novel for many months, and now I can finally say it's out uh, via Balboa Press. Uh, it's entitled The Spirit That Moves Mountains. It's available at Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com in hardcover, softcover, and ebook formats. And again, this is the first-person experience of Yeshua and his wife, Mary Magdalene, and it's all through the lens of forgiveness and A Course in Miracles. So feel free to check that out, or you can go to my website, krytsa.com, that's krytsa.com, to learn more about it. And again, I'm just going to jump into a real quick A Course in Miracles quote. I think this is going to be perfect for um, the, the book that we're going to be talking about, Miraflor's book. And this quote is from the text. It's chapter 12, section 7, paragraph 7 uh, and 5. Uh, what you want in yourself, you will make manifest, and you will accept it from the world because you put it there by wanting it. Again, I felt that was really appropriate for uh, the book that we're going to be talking about. Uh, so I'm really grateful to be introducing uh, Miraflor Toniato. She's a business and life coach, entrepreneur. She's a speaker, and as well as a literary agent as well. And she's the author of the book, Money, manifestations and miracles welcome miraflor it's great to have you on the show well thank you so much scott i'm so excited to be with you and your amazing listeners thank you so much for being on it i can't wait to share um especially your book is just chock full of tips experiences uh especially from the clients that you've had and i found it amazing like i've never heard a book broken down as much as you have, especially when it comes to uh, having that kind of money uh, mindset, miracle manifestation mindset. Mm, yes, yes. And, uh, and you know, I, I laugh about this, Scott, but there's been so many books on money and, <laughs> and manifestation, but I was so surprised when um, this, this beautiful uh, connection of money manifestation and miracles came for the title, you know, and I, and nobody had put it together yet. So it was my book to write. Clearly. Yes. And yeah, the, <laughs> the, I love the fact that it includes miracles because I think miracles are just a natural extension of what we can experience if our minds are open to it, which is exactly what you go into really in detail throughout the book. Yes, exactly. You're absolutely right about that. And I love that quote that you uh, uh, opened with in A Course of Miracles, because it's so true. We are, we don't even realize how really powerful we are and, and the, uh, our ability to create not, you know, from, from something really small to something really big. And we're that powerful. And I, I think we don't give ourselves enough credit for that. I completely agree. And what I love is your personal story. So what I figured we could do is yeah. just start out with with more of your background and then really how it inspired you to to write the book Money Manifestation and Miracles. Sure, sure. So, 
You know, the best thing that I can say, Scott, is that usually we teach best what we most need to learn. So that's the same thing for me. In my early 20s, I found myself um, leaving a very challenging marriage. And I had a a small baby uh, girl, a beautiful baby girl to support. And I thought, I've got to build us a good life. I've got to uh, make sure that I'm a great role model for her and that she has um, all the uh, wonderful experiences uh, for her growth on her on her life's journey. And so at that time, I mean, I had a lot of family support, but I really wanted to to do it on my own because I, I figured at that point I really got myself into this. <laughs> and I um, I was really, it was a time when I was very, very anxious about money and, um, and really living from paycheck to paycheck. And, you know, there'd be nights where I'd think, oh my goodness, I hope that uh, rent check clears and et cetera, et cetera. And I remember even in those dark days, I remember thinking to myself that if I was ever in a position to help women feel empowered, and especially with money, I would do it. Now, at that stage, I didn't had no clue what that was or how that was going to manifest in my life. And I really didn't even really know about our power to, to manifest at that point. But I did make a conscious decision, Scott. I made a decision that I was going to be successful and that I was going to address these inner conflicts and fears that I had about myself, which was reflected through the lens of money. And we, what we do is we end up putting our fears onto money. Mm. And so when I, um, as I was, as the years went on, I, I reinvented myself. I, um, became a very successful, um, in, in corporate and I had, uh, I remarried and I built a, a new life and a lot of wealth and flow in my, in my uh, life had, had come in and I was very grateful for it. And my past seemed very distant. And so when I made that decision, I had this inner restlessness that I wanted to actually do something more. And, um, and one day uh, when I was, because I was just completely burnt out in corporate, and one day when mm-hmm. I was convalescing, so I basically, Scott, I don't really recommend this, but I bolted out of bed one morning <laughs> and I said, hmm, I think I'm going to quit my job today. But anyways. <laughs> I can I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. So then, you know, I, I started, uh, uh, I became a, a life coach and, a, and uh, that was when I first started working with women. And sooner or later, I started to sense that the conversation around money, especially if they were in business for themselves, uh, it would either be a source of anxiety or a source of, of worry or fear or all, all the things that I felt all those years ago and had forgotten about, really. And then I thought, okay, I started to put programs and, and teaching uh, women uh, through their relationship with money. And then more started to come. And even the women that I was helping and their young daughters, you know, um, maybe between 15 and 17 would say, I'd love to learn about this too. (laughs) And so I, I remembered when I made that promise all those years ago that I wanted to really help women become empowered with money. And so I thought, 
this is the perfect time to write this book. And I have to say, Scott, that yes, it is for women, but it's also um, very valuable for men in reading it as well. And um, But I did uh, specifically write it for women because of the fact that women are still an untapped power at this point in time. We still have a wage gap in terms of earnings. And um, I was really shocked to find out that really only less than 2% of women in business in the U.S. even get to seven figures at the rate that men do. Wow. Yeah. And so it's yet, you know, um, uh, in total, their revenue is over $1.6 trillion, except only 3.3% of them make over 500000 in revenue a year. And I, I that just boggled my mind. Hmm. I thought, oh, my goodness, I've it, what can I do to contribute? How can I help um, get women past this? Because the other beautiful aspect of it, um, Scott, is that when women are empowered with money, they become difference makers. Because women, um, on average, will reinvest 90 cents of every dollar that they make back to family, health, education, and nutrition. And this is even the case in developing nations. And so I imagine a world where we can all have um, the empowerment of women could really help us to better our world and to uplift humanity. And the timing is right now. Like this book could not have come out at a better time. Mm, Definitely. Yeah, and it's really interesting because you've already mentioned the relationship with money. And there is one quote I found really profound is on page 55. And you write, men ask for what they want, while women ask for what they deserve. Or what they think they deserve. They think they, I'm sorry, yes. And I found that to be so profound. And I think that speaks to a lot of what you're talking about, especially women's relationship with money. Could you just say a little bit more of like what you've discovered through uh, helping other people? Yes. Um, and, you know, that is so true about, first of all, how this ends up working, um, Scott, is that we all have a relationship with money. Uh, that's, that is that uh, is for sure, both women and men. Except men um, will find money to be um, very transactional. You know, it's going to get them from point A to point B. And so it's straightforward for men. But for women... That's not the case. Uh, Money is part of a web of how we view money, um, not in isolation, uh, but really as part of a web of connections, of meaning, and of relationships. So women will take into consideration thinking about their families, uh, their children, whomever, when they're making big financial decisions. And not to say that men don't, but mm-hmm. that that may not be the default. And, right. Right. So um, it's fascinating because that that bleeds and incorporates into how women uh, view money. And I say that money is emotional currency for women because it's closely tied to women's sense of self-worth and self-confidence and feelings of safety and security. And so that quote that men ask for what they want, uh, 
it's just straightforward when it comes to money, but women will ask for what they think they deserve because money then becomes a mirror of their self-worth and self-confidence. Right. Yeah. And it, I love how you get into, and maybe I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but like the emotion around money. Um, and, well, actually, I think you talk about it specifically as emotional currency for women. Yeah. Um, yeah. And based on especially the clients, I, and I love the examples that you have throughout the book from uh, the interactions you've had with clients. And I'm really curious what you've learned about yourself and through them, you know, the idea of emotional currency. Well, I've really learned that uh, this seems to be universal for women. And, and it, it, it's so interesting, Scott, because it's not necessarily, uh, and it's not based on um, age, income level, or educational background. Because even women who are doing quite well and making great money, for instance, when it's time for them to up-level uh, they still have that next uh, fear with money. And so mm -hmm. I, I found I find it to be a universal uh, kind of of um, emotions around money. And anytime I'm speaking with clients, giving a seminar or doing workshops, anytime that I say this uh, this statement, everybody nods their head. And that is that regardless of, age, income level, uh, accomplishments, talents, education, many women still privately struggle with valuing themselves and their worth. And I see women nodding their head because even women who have moved past that, at one point they will say, I said, so have you ever in some time in your journey, have you ever questioned and doubted your your ability and your value and, and your self-worth. And I've not heard anybody say, no, that's never happened to me. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, so I, I just found that fascinating. And what I've learned about that though, that is that it's not something that women need to feel, um, uh, like somehow ashamed of because it is really just part of, how we see, how we can view money. And at the same time, the good news is that when, when women get past whatever that is and, and shift their mindset, for instance, or, or shift their, uh, their emotions about money, they can go on and uh, get to the other side and feel like, okay, I, I know how to handle this. It's not as hard as I thought it was. Cause it's, it's all almost like the, the, the precursor a barrier to even understanding financial literacy. Mm. Yeah, and, and I'm curious, um, when you first, especially your first meeting clients, is there like some themes or some, um, I guess, general emotional trends that you see that are bringing women to you, especially lately? Yeah, well, I would have to say that... Um, in the chapter where I talk about emotions, uh, I focus specifically on four emotions that I think, um, you know, men have as well, but I've all, I've seen them, you know, very much uh, with women because uh, of just working with them. Um, and that has to be around emotions like fear, um, fear, fear, um, anger, 
guilt and shame. That's a big one um, mm. for women. But I have to say, um, Scott, this, this is really interesting because fear is a big one for women of having it and losing it all. Mm. And, and, and there was this um, power in women study done in the U.S. in 2013 that found that even women with household income of over 200,000 um, still mm. feared that maybe one day they might become a bag lady. Wow. So I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, th that is. <laughs> and uh, do you? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, did you have a question? Because I was just going to say. So you know, with the fear, um, that seems to be a big one. And then guilt is around really thinking. You know, um, do I deserve this? Or if I'm. Uh, spending so much on myself or on my growth or, or what have you, um, sh am I taking away from other people? So that's another thing. And, and shame is really um, a deep core, which, which Brene Brown actually talks about mm -hmm. around the fact that it's really about gets to the core of really who you are and that maybe you're, you're not lovable as a person. So, you know, I often find women, um, can have a lot of shame around money if, let's say, you know, they do lose it all or they're about to lose it all or they just really want to blame themselves um, because they got into a relationship with somebody who may have lost all their money. And um, and then there's also the anger aspect of it, um, actually being angry at somebody um, because of uh, having to do with money, whether it's a parent or a partner or a friend. And, you know, we've heard all kinds of squabbles over money, right? So it, it, <laughs> it, it it's around that area. But, you know, these are all just the emotions that they then they go and um, they manifest into to different types of, of symptoms for, for, for people. Yeah, definitely. And I'm curious, um, I know this might be a big topic, but in your opinion, what do you think might be at the root of especially the fear that women have around potentially losing money, even if they have it? I think that my observation is that it has to do around self-confidence. Mm. And um, it's su such an interesting thing because, you know, we've, we've heard all sorts of different um, ways of empowering women. We heard the the book, you know, Lean In. That that was all mm. about self confidence, right? Yeah. And um, and it, I I've seen and observed that it 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 starts from there. That women will have a um, a thought about something, and and uh, I'm not saying that this is always the case, but uh, what I've seen is that women will have a thought of something that is much bigger than what they have or what they're doing. And they may um, disqualify and discount themselves so quickly from that um, rather than moving forward towards it. Because, you know, the, the default, depending on on where they are in their lives, is a um, either, oh, that's too much for me. Or who, who do I think I am being thinking that I could, you know, be that big. Right. right. And, and I and I know that feeling because. For me, uh, with, this, with the, the very humble beginnings that I had, I mean, it came down, Scott, to, the, to the, a point where I just really made a choice to be successful and to be wealthy. Mm. 
It, it was yeah. a yeah, it was a personal choice. Because when I made that personal choice, it was as if, and you know this, because you're on the path of, of um, the journey and, and the spiritual journey as well, Scott, is that everything begins to, you know, come into alignment, especially when you start to really understand that you're here for a much bigger purpose. And often money is required to fulfill your life's mission. Yes, definitely. And I love that. And I love the diagrams also that you have throughout the book. I think they're really helpful. And that was one of them that I remember, like really struck me when I, I was reading through the book. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. And also, I think we're, you know, starting to get into the the part of the book where I love how you outline there's usually steps or bits of advice. And a lot of it is in, um, I think it originates really from, you know, what is the the financial starting point? And I was hoping that you could explain a little bit more of that uh, to our audience and especially like why you think it's really important to start at this, at your, your financial starting point on this journey. Yes, sure. So with any goal in life, um, it's important to understand um, where you're starting from. So we we're always thinking, oh, that's the goal where I want to be, um, which is great. But for us to get from point A to point B, we really need to understand where we are as in point A because that's going to inform what we need on our journey to get to our destination to to point B, mm-hmm. and. Um, So that's the same idea with a financial starting point. So for instance, if you have some goal, you know, um, of an actual set amount of money, let's say that you want to, that's bold and you want to make this year, or you want to, you know, become abundant in, in some way, you will really need to first start out and understand where you are right now. What is your current relationship with money and it's important to take stock of that it, it's you know understanding what is what it is the trigger for money for me how does money uh, uh, come into my life how, how does it show up like for some people they'll say to me you know I've got a really I have a love-hate relationship with money right mm-hmm. and as soon as I as soon as I hear that um, usually there's all kinds of chaos happening in, in their life because it's either, imagine just that love-hate. So that's a push-pull energy of abundance, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're always kind of like a, a hit and miss, right? So it's very interesting and important to really take stock of what your relationship is like with money. And in the book, there is um, all these exercises that you can out actually download and get um, to do these exercises because it really makes you think. It's like, you know, what's my earliest memory of money? How did my family view money? And so what story did I create from that um, experience with my family? And those are very important things to, to look at so that you know uh, what sort of things that you need to be able to address within yourself when it comes to, um, you know, going on your journey to get to where you want to be with with your abundance. 
And in the book as well, and you'll have seen this, um, Scott, is that I also like um, to have people really look at how abundant and prosperous they already are. Be- because most of us, you know, we're thinking, oh, I'm starting from here and it's really <laughs> low, low to where I want to be. And that can sometimes um, really uh, set people up not to succeed, you know. And so what I wanted to do, uh, it's, it's, it's a very simple uh, exercise and diagram that's in the book where you can really assess how prosperous you are and abundant you are right now in your life. And that just doesn't even mean just money alone. But how are you holistically abundant with, um, is there abundance and, and richness in your, your relationships, in your environment, you know, whether it be in your home and your business? Um, what is your, your health and vitality like? You know, what is your spirituality um, and connection to divine source or however you choose to um, identify with God? And, and that's really important because that also helps people to understand that they are not really starting from zero. Mm. And so there's always, you know, we can always um, uh, move forward and, and get to the, you know, the next level or level of our, you know, fullest potential. But it's really good to, to know those two things. Where am I right now with my money? Because how, how do I feel and, and b- what do I believe about money? And how can I, how prosperous am I right now in my life and how can I build on that? So those are the two starting points. Yeah, that's great. And the second one I think leads to um, your suggestion of keeping a money gratitude journal. Oh, yes, yes. So money gratitude journal, I, I, you've heard of um, a gratitude journal, right, Scott? Yes. Yes, okay. And I'm sure your listeners have because everybody is on the path. So I wanted to use um, money and connect it with gratitude. And, and, and actually how I came upon that is I, I played a game. I started a game thinking, well, you know, I love this gratitude thing. And I understand that when, when we focus on something, it grows. So, you know, why not focus our energy more on positivity than on, on scarcity? So... I thought, what if I wrote down um, all of the the things that I'm grateful for of the money, abundance, and and wealth that can come into my life? And so it's like building a muscle when you're doing this. It's because you're going to, once you start to notice things, it could have like a snowball ripple effect. So, you know, I first started out just being grateful for like getting gift cards, you know, I was so excited when I would get <laughs> gift cards, right? And I've got this really funny story of what happened to me. This all happened in one day when I was starting to really uh, increase my uh, my um, money gratitude. So I go to the grocery store and I'm getting ready to pay. And I remembered that I had a gift card and I thought, I'm going to use my gift card. So I didn't have to pull out my wallet uh, in that sense. And so I thought, thank you, universe. I'm so grateful that I had the gift card that somebody gave it to me because money comes through people for us. So then um, I go to lunch later on that day to uh, meet a friend. And my friend says, I would love to treat you. This is on Mm -hmm. me. And I thought, 
thank you, universe. I'm just, <laughs> I'm so grateful. Then I go to a coffee shop in the afternoon and I win a free drink. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so I win a free drink. I'm really excited. And I'm thinking, yes, yes, this is wonderful. And I get home and a check that I had been waiting for uh, was in the mail. Perfect. And so it's, you know, it sounds very, very simple, but from that simplicity can come bigger, bigger, bigger amounts, you know, until you get to phases where, you know, I'm thinking, how am I, I have this big, bold money goal and I need like almost six figures to get it. And I'm thinking how, you know, I'm looking, thinking about other things, right? And do you know, one day I actually had, and I hadn't opened an envelope, but it was um, an invitation from this big company that I ended up getting a contract for that amount that I needed. Wow. So, you know, this is um, when, and, and the more you view it as, as kind of like a, an experiment in terms of like a, a, a game and having some fun with the universe, it can get really, really fun and interesting in a very short span of time. Yeah, that whole mindset of yes <laughs> versus yes. no or I don't deserve yes. <laughs> yes, and and you know, um, it, it's yes energy. That's what mm -hmm. it is. It's yes energy in saying that um, I am here on a mission and I have a, a mission to fulfill and to contribute um, in in my life and through my life's purpose. And I am abundantly supported to fulfill that mission. Mm. That's beautiful. That really helps reframe it, especially for those, I'm going to say of us that can come from fear, especially oh, yeah. around money. That's beautiful. Yes. Thank you. Yes. And that's why I found the, the section of the book on universal and spiritual laws. It's one of my favorite sections. Oh, and yeah. You have 12 um, individual like spiritual laws, universal spiritual laws. I know we don't have time to go through all of them, but I was curious for you, what are um, some of the top spiritual uh, and universal laws that you feel uh, you'd like to share from the book? Yeah. Now there's two specifically, like, so a lot of people, of course, are, are familiar with the law of attraction. And, um, and even if they're not really, they've heard it from the secret or something like that. And, and what I talk about in this book is that I discovered uh, these uh, 12 laws, spiritual and universal laws, uh, related to prosperity. Then I re I, when I started to um, train and, and um, learn from other masters uh, around uh, prosperity and wealth and success, I realized that they really knew how to tap into these. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to put them in the book because I wanted to people to understand that it isn't just by sheer luck or by working hard that this is going to come to you. You also have to really understand that there's something way bigger than us. And um, so the two that I would that I like really is one is the law of clarity. Mm -hmm. Now, now most people don't. What, what, what? There's a law of clarity. I thought there was just a law <laughs> of attraction, right? And law of clarity is actually the precursor to the law of manifestation. And because the law of clarity is that it's incredible, and we've felt this at some point in our lives, is that when you're clear about your deepest desire 
nobody can stop you. And, and that means that if it's for your highest good, and if it is for the highest good of all, of all the people that you're going to impact, then what ends up happening is that the universe gets behind you and starts to show you the way. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by this is that, you know, all of a sudden, people, resources, teachers, mentors, books, um, will, will, will st- and opportunities will start to come your way. And, um, and sometimes, you know, you may just, um, and this happened to me very recently, a, a couple of days ago, I wanted, I, I was speaking to somebody, Scott, and I said, I was really clear on something that I that I had been thinking about that I thought would be amazing and I needed to connect with somebody. And I was talking to this one lovely woman who, you know, when you speak with people and they are just so soulful and there's this beautiful soul connection. And um, I was speaking with her and I found myself saying, you know, I'd really I wonder if anybody knows this person. And I don't even know why I said it to her. But do you know that she not only knew this person, she said, I'm going to do an email introduction when I get home. Mm. And I mean, I couldn't even, I could not (laughs) even fathom, okay, because of the fact that that was like the law of clarity in that, in action. I was already thinking about it. And I was already getting my vibration in alignment to meet that person. And I didn't, but I didn't even really know it because, you know, we're not constantly thinking about that particular thing every single moment. Right. So I, I gave it up and I, I let it at, uh, gave it to, to the universe to, to sort it out. And, uh, you know, I'm having this conversation with this woman about something else and I happened to just mention it. So you know, the law of clarity is so specific and it can, when, when your intention, your purpose and everything is in alignment, there is no question that the universe is going to get behind you to make it happen. So that's one thing. Yes. Now the other one, can I share the other one or did you Please have a, do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the other one is the law of giving and receiving. I love yeah. that. It's because yeah, I love that too. I know it's one of my favorites, <laughs> but you know, Scott, because of the fact that when we give, like there's so many ways to give, you know, you can share your, um, your time and, and your talents and, um, spiritual tithing, you know, uh, giving and donating 10% of your income. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you know, that's done. But one of the things is when you give really with this, um, uh, the purest and sincerest, um, uh, uh, place that it's coming from within you is that you're actually creating a vacuum for you to also receive. Mm. And because nature abhors a vacuum, something is going to fill it. That's why every time, you know, I want to manifest something, I declutter a lot, you know? So if anybody Mm. listening there, declutter your space, because Nature abhors a, a vacuum, so something's going to fill it, and you want to fill it with what you want, what you're, <laughs> what you're desiring. And so this is so important because when you give and you're creating a space of, of uh, ability to receive, you are also part of the, the 
the cycle and the full circle of the abundance. Now, you may not receive um, get something back from the person that you gave something to. Mm-hmm. You may not receive it at that very moment. Um, but you will receive it at some point in time, and it will be something for your highest good. That's beautiful. And in fact, I had a question because I know this is happens to a lot of people, including myself. Like if someone's saying yes to the giving part, but at some mm-hmm. level saying no to receiving, how do you see that show up in people's lives or affecting them, I guess? Yes. And so, you know, um, a lot of people have a hard time receiving. And, and I know this for a lot of women because it's, and, and I'll tell you how this can show up as simple as this, Scott. You know, when somebody says thank you, a lot of people don't say you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of people say, oh, don't worry about it or no, pro- <laughs> no problem. A lot of us is like, no worries. I mean, no, <laughs> say you're welcome. Because that means that you are accepting that you that the abundance is going to be returned to you. Because what, what that person is doing is they're saying that I am saluting your abundance when they say thank you gratefully. So say, you know, my pleasure or you're so welcome. Mm. You know, that is just, it's a very, very small thing. But I find that that it's our opportunity to graciously receive because it's also uh, brings out an energy and a vibration to us and, and around us um, for us to be in alignment with our good and with our abundance. That's beautiful. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Right now, have you ever have you ever heard people when you say thank you to them, they say, "Oh, no problem." Oh, definitely. I know <laughs> I do it all the time. <laughs> I, know, I, I sometimes I still catch myself, right? Because um, because if you imagine if we're saying, uh, "Oh, no problem," why was it a problem? <laughs> yeah, right. Was it a problem for you to 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 uh, pay me a compliment? Mm. You know. So it's very interesting, and and I know I'm I'm um, I'm very light on that, but it's just even a simple thing. If you can make that little ten percent shift around that, just you know, be be um, open to receiving the the compliments and the blessing that that comes. That that will start to raise your vibration. Mm. That's great. Thank you so much for yeah getting really clear about that question because I know that that's affecting a lot of folks. Well, you're um, welcome, Scott. <laughs> yeah. And I know that I we could talk, I think, for hours, but I want to make sure that we also get into some of the core parts of the book. Uh, sure. For example, well, yeah, core the core manifestation process that you have. It's like a four-step process. And I was just curious if you could talk a little bit more about that. Oh, sure, sure. Okay, so the manifest um, the manifestation part of the book. Um, so this four-step um, process, um, process is something that I develop after I, I, it's kind of my own little formula that mm-hmm. I put together after learning from so many uh, people. And it's really simple. And as you, um, I wanted to make it simple because, you know, we don't need more than four, <laughs> but, uh, but if, um, as somebody gets, again, this is like building a muscle as somebody starts to really, 
uh, understand how they can manifest it in their own way, you want to be doing a, a lot more of that too. So, so I'm going to give you these four steps, but you also can make it your own. Okay. And so the four steps are, is one, get clear and ask the universe for what you want. So again, there's the law of clarity that mm -hmm. why it's so important, right? Number two, visualize yourself um, receiving what it is that you desire. Now, visualization is such a powerful tool. And when I mean visualization, you don't have to be able to close your eyes and completely see a movie or, <laughs> or even see pictures. But it's almost the it depends what's what's more sense for you is your senses is just more charged, right? If it's mm -hmm. an emotion or a feeling for you, go with that and and create a vision board, for instance, or or a dream board. A lot of people do that because we tend to to uh, think in pictures anyways. Mm. So and then number three, release the outcome by practicing non-attachment to what it is that you want. And what I mean by that is that when we want something and we really, really want it, sometimes we get so, um, we get so um, wanting to control the outcome. It has to be that, it has to be this. And sometimes when we are so attached to it that some, an, an opportunity can come our way and we would have missed it because we were only looking for the one thing. It can only be that way. Okay. So, so you have to release the outcome and uh, practice non-attachment. And then number four is you take aligned actions, including preparing to receive what you've asked for. So that just means something like, let's say, you know, you're wanting to manifest a certain amount of money and you've never manifested that before. And what a perfect thing to do is to get to, you know, have total faith and start taking alignment of how that money's going to get to you is what if um, you need to open a separate bank account? What if you need to do some decluttering um, in your life and in your finances, because then you can pave the way for this, for this new abundance to come in. Mm hmm. And, um, and we're talking about it in the context of money, but you can use this manifestation process. I've used it for everything in my life. I used it for this book, for this book to have come out into the world at this time. That's the same process I used. Yeah, that's wonderful. And especially the, I love the take the aligned actions piece of it. But I know for some people that, you know, they might have struggled this for a while, that that part of it can be a little confusing for them. Or maybe that's where they get stuck a bit, where they're they maybe they say yes to like everything that shows up for them, or they get mired in confusion. Can you talk a little bit more about like how to help them get out of like the stuckness in the action phase? Yes. So so with the taking aligned actions. I also mean that as in intentional actions. Mm. So it has to be really intentional what you're doing and, and well thought out or, or mindful, you know, or, and strategic is another word that comes to mind is because if you're, um, it, that means you have to re you have to evaluate all the things that you're going to say yes to. So for instance, if you're trying to, um, I don't know, um, create something new in your life. And um, you're thinking about, 
okay, the different ways that it can come come to you. I mean, that's a good strategy to uh, think of of all the possibilities that that it can come to you, because then you can start to recognize if it's you know on its way, or or if you if you think, oh, this this approach or this step and action course of action may be a good thing. Then you start to kind of do a mind mapping, you know, of who do I know in my circle that may know this or what resource do I need to get to that? You know, so it's it's also very practical in that, you know, um, from a life coaching standpoint, we're also always looking about at what is the realistic next step to get to that? And so, you know, it's not... Um, it's not like an abracadabra thing. This is actually a very practical um, set of actions that you would take. And the fact that they're intentional is means that you are always looking for the higher um, goal of, of uh, achieving that higher goal that you're working towards. And so you're not going to say yes to something that's going to take you away from that. Um, you know, because some people will say, oh, I would love you know, uh, all these opportunities to come to me, right? But when you're asking for something that vague, for instance, there's going to be tons of opportunities that will come to you. And that's where you can get um, really, really bogged down with saying yes to things because you're not completely clear on which, with, what is your uh, ultimate goal. And, and when you're clear on your ultimate goal, you can more easily say no to things that are going to just take up a lot of your time and energy. And it may be a roundabout way to get you to where you want to be. Mm. Yeah, definitely. That's really beautiful. And I love the how you help people bring the action forward into their lives, especially through the the holistic principles. And I think it's number six, which is improve your money habits and actions. And I was just hoping we could spend a little bit time on that. I know it's there's so much we can talk about, and you have eight, <laughs> eight holistic principles that are amazing. But I figured we could focus on that one for right now. Sure, sure. So um, the area about uh, improving your habits and actions with money, that is related to integrity. So that's integrity on two levels, integrity with yourself and integrity with your money. Hmm. So having integrity with yourself means that you want to be an upstanding, trustworthy person when it comes, and responsible person when it comes to money and your money. So for instance, um, you know, you always want to um, be uh, impeccable in your actions in that, let's say uh, you've borrowed money from somebody and you know, it's family and you've forgotten about it. And if, if that's the case, you know, do your part now to be impeccable with your integrity, with your actions, mm. with yourself and just, and, and, you know, and come clean and say, oh my goodness, I forgot or, or, um, you know, um, I don't have all of it, but can I pay you a little bit? Um, or same thing with the bank, same thing with credit cards, because what you are doing is you're actually, um, your actions is sending out a, a vibration and a kind of like a mirror out to the universe of how you treat money, how you are with money. So you always want to be impeccable and trustworthy in, in, your, in, your, um, in your word and with your deed. 
So that's what I mean by having integrity on uh, with yourself, with your money. Okay. Because because when you you know when you're responsible, accountable uh, with your money, you're going to have more of it to be accountable for. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the other thing is to be um, in integrity with your actions. And we've already started to talk about that. But, um, you know, in the book, I talk about specific things like um, really um, understanding, like, do you, you know, do you know what, what, where your money is? Um, you know, do you, do you know what comes in? Do you know what goes out? Do do you have a handle on it? Right. So these are all the, the practicalities of it. Like for instance, I'll even suggest to people if, um, you know, um, it's very easy to, to miss a bill. Um, if you've got a very, very full, uh, inbox or you've got a very, um, untidy desk or you, you put, um, your bills on some pile, for instance, and you forget about it, then you're you're not only owing that, you're still gonna accrue interest on top of that. So you've just given away some power around money. Definitely. So, you know, so that's what I mean. It's it's really it's it's a very it's basic, basic things. Um, and to, to have integrity in that. And then and then as you start to up level yourself with that you're going to find that you're going to be able to handle bigger amounts of money. Hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, just kind of opening up the well to receive more. Yes. And and this is why, Scott, you know, we've seen this oftentimes where you have people who win the lottery and they win a lot of money. <laughs> and within two years, most of them are, are likely back to... Um, if they if they don't have a good relationship with their money or they you know that whole integrity and habits and actions that we've just been talking about they can find themselves at the same place where they were before they before that all happened yeah i remember reading that statistic it's pretty eye opening that especially yeah. your something like your book and and your coaching that you provide is so needed to help heal people Yes, yes. And, you know, and it's so interesting because I saw that statistic, too. And I thought, you know, that makes a lot of sense because of the fact that people haven't had that internal kind of healing and and that that um, coming to terms with their mindset around money. And so it just uh, they act from whatever um, unhealed aspect about that, maybe giving, 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 uh, you know, and and or um, and or just not. Uh, I've also heard of stories where people have won money, and because they wanted to also kind of hoard it, um, what's happened is they will develop. Uh, some have developed illnesses in their bodies because oh, there's wow. no there's no flow because money and all that abundance is meant to be in flow on our physical plane. That is fascinating. Oh my gosh. I know. I yeah. know. <laughs> we can talk about it for a long time. We, but it we is can. I know. And um, I just, I highly recommend everybody listening to, to purchase Money, Manifestation, and Miracles. And I want to make sure since we're getting close to the top of the hour that people know how to contact you or learn more about you. So um, yeah, if you could just give people the information about how to contact you and then maybe some 
upcoming events or um, services that you have that you want to share? Sure, sure. Thanks so much, uh, Scott. Uh, so the best um, thing to get a hold of me is to go on my website at maryfloor.com. Co. So that's M-E-R-I-F-L-O-R dot C-O, maryfloor.co. And when you go there, you'll learn more about me and uh, what I do uh, working with people around money and also working um, as a business coach and literary agent and all yeah, of that. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> God, that's amazing. I, I have to laugh too. That, I'm just so passionate about life, as you can tell. Now, the... Um, on there, there's a link to the book. And um, when you purchase um, the book, please go back to that link because I have a free gift there. Um, and it's uh, a downloadable audio, and it's called The Power of Practicing Gratitude. And I have eight practices that I have used um and my clients have used with great success, and I'd love to share it with everybody. So please do go there. Um, I and go to my events page as well uh, because I have um, either live events there is going to, um, that I'm going to be doing um, in June, and here in Toronto, in Canada. And Perfect. the other thing too, Scott, is that um, this book is also uh, very shortly going to be coming with a um, an online video course because I do recognize wow. that everybody learns differently. So some people love the book and they're they're like, oh, I'm getting so much out of it, but I would love if she could guide me. So, you know, it's not always possible for everybody to travel, you know, to these live events. So I am going to be um, having the book um, as, a, as a virtual course that uh, people can um, download. And it's me, you know, teaching them all of these things on video. That is perfect. And so that's coming out. And so if they sign up for your newsletter at mariflor.co, they'll be able to find out when that comes out. Exactly. That's right. Perfect. That is a great idea. I love that you're going to be doing that. Yeah, because please you know, let me know, and I'll I'll let others know as well. Oh, absolutely! Thank you so much for that. Because really, um, at this point in time, uh, that we are all being called, especially you know the fact that you started this whole thing with a course in miracles, Scott. I mean, you're obviously on the on on the path as a light worker, and all of us who are are all touched by that, and now we're also all connected. We have to do our part to really um, contribute in the best way that we can through our talents and our gifts to making the uh, world and humanity a much, much better place. I completely agree. And, and for me, yeah, going back to like A Course in Miracles, it's all about removing the blocks to love. And I think money can be a huge symbolic block to love. And that's why I think your book money manifestation and miracles is really perfect for a lot of people because it's such a huge issue, especially for women yeah. uh, and men as well. But uh, I'm really happy for the work that you're doing, especially that you're actually providing coaching and business coaching to, to women uh, in business. So yeah. I just thank you for all the work that you're doing, Miraflor. And it's been a complete pleasure having you on the show. And uh, again, for those listening, the show is archived at bbsradio.com forward slash deepen in the divine. 
And Miraflor, thank you again. And I just wish you all the love and prosperity in the world. Oh, thank you so much, Scott. And I wish that for you as well. And thank you for all that you do. Uh, it's, this is a wonderful show. And I love, love, love the title. <laughs> oh, thank, thank you so much. And yes, yeah, so that was uh, Miraflor Toniato. And again, you can reach her at Miraflor, M-E-R-I-F-L-O-R.co.co. All right, everybody, we'll see you again in two weeks on Deepen in the Divine Radio on bbsradio.com, channel two. If you'd like to learn more about Deepening with the Divine or Scott Kreitza, please visit kreitza.com, K-R-Y-T-S-A dot com. You can sign up for my newsletter and receive a free ebook download, as well as many surprises and gifts throughout the year. The world needs more people like you, God-minded and spirit workers.